Welcome back to Women's Wealth, The Middle Way, the show that answers your questions about work, money, and family. My name is Susan McGlory Michael, and I am the CEO and founder of Glen Eagle, a wealth management firm in New Jersey. Today we are joined with Rita Goodrow, a life and business coach and the business strategist behind Rita Made Me Do It. Rita believes that the fastest path to success is by helping others succeed. She advocates for equal access to opportunities for women entrepreneurs and helps them grow their business in bold ways. She uses humor and storytelling to break through topics down to into practical and easy actions. Prior to becoming a full-time entrepreneur, Rita worked for 13 years as a business attorney. In 2015, she founded Women's Business Garden, a free, global community that provides education and community events to women entrepreneurs. This was selected as the Change-Making Community by the United States of Women's Summit, held in Washington, D.C. I met Rita when I attended one of her seminars at a women's finance conference. And I will tell you, I was with my daughter, and we both left that room wowed. And so we reached out to Rita and asked her if she would share with each of you her hysterical and yet powerful and empowering journey for women. Rita, welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here today. I, I was always intrigued that you started out as an attorney and a successful attorney, and, and you also shared a little kind of funny antidote of your career in law and then how you decided to become a dating coach. Can you share with the audience today a little bit of that journey? You know, it's funny because technically – I decided to leave the law to become a dating coach. Like, that's technically true. But the reality is, is that I believe, for me, it's God. For other people, it's another word. But I believe God made me leave the law to become a, a, a dating coach because I wasn't happy in my attorney career, right? Like, I wasn't miserable. I just wasn't joyous about it. That's what I call comfortable, right? I had worked in a variety of ways over the course of 13 years as an attorney. And at the time, I was an in-house attorney for a Fortune 500 company handling their business and their real estate portfolio. And I was good at it. And the day was fine. But like I was, I just wasn't joyous and happy. I wasn't connected to the work I was doing, but I was comfortable. And I think that comfort is like the worst word in the English language because it means that. It means I'm not joyous or happy, like extremely happy about what's happening, but I'm not unhappy enough to do anything to change it. So like I wasn't going to change it. I was just going to, I probably would have kept staying, right? But I really do believe that when you get comfortable and you're supposed to be doing what makes you joyous and you're not taking the steps to change it, that's when that that higher power steps in and says, you're not going to do something about it? Well, I'm going to do it for you. And I had gotten, after five years at this office, I got called in to see my boss and they told us about this whole restructuring that they had just done at the company and they had fired all of these people, but I was going to stay. And then they told me all of my new duties and responsibilities and the words just came. I don't even, it was not a thought. It was not a planned, intentional, or even in the moment thought. Literally the words came out. I quit 
And then I like did one of those things where my hands went over my mouth and they were like, well, if that's real, then it's effective today because it makes no sense to transfer you over to like all the new stuff. And I was like, it's real. And I took my stuff. I went home and I was married and I had just gotten married actually. And I came home and my husband was like, how was work? And I said, good. I'm a dating coach now. (laughs) He was like, he looked at me and he was, okay, well, you have three months to make money, a good bit of money doing that. Otherwise, I don't care if you want to become a dating coach. You're just going to have to go back to the law or a job with a salary while you do it if you don't make the money. And when you talk about dating coach, right? So here you are, a dating coach. This business grew so quickly. How did that happen? I always like to tell people it wasn't just this random, I decided to quit and become a dating coach out of nowhere. I had been running a singles group in the DC area uh, through Meetup as a hobby called Singles in the Suburbs. And that grew from like 10 people the first month all the way to 5,000 people by the time I was five years in. And so I had run that group. I I was still running the group. And I had just built this expert level status as somebody who knew everything about singles and dating because I ran this really well-known singles group. Um, On top of it, I had met a guy through the group and we dated and ran the group together for about five years. And then um, we broke up. It was sad. He dumped me and and I had this like revelation that I might be the reason all of my relationships in my life kept ending. I mean, a bottle of wine had a lot to do with that revelation, but like I realized maybe (laughs) it was me right, like causing this to happen a couple of times. So I was about to turn 35 brainstormed an idea to go on 35 dates in 35 days to celebrate my 35th birthday um, and blog all about it. And I didn't want to know anything about the guys, not their age, not their race, not what they did for a living. And I wanted them to pick the activity, which was, you know, again, that bottle of wine, right? Like no good to say, I mean, it was a great decision, but like just the well, most I random decision. I think our listeners are repeating, did she really just say 35 dates on 35 and days? They, and, and people always ask, wait, was that like 35 consecutive dates? Yes. 35 different guys? Yes. Right? 35 different people, 35 days in a row, and I had them pick the activity. And I, di- I really didn't know anything about them. I didn't ask their anything about them other than where do I meet you? Like, what are we doing? Um, and what is like your information so I can hand it over to somebody who knows I'm going, I'm going to meet you there. People can go find the blog just by Googling Rita 35 Dates and it'll come up. What I was doing was trying to figure out what my bad habits were. And I knew that the only way I'd find that out is if I was in an uncomfortable situation so that I could see how I reacted when I wasn't comfortable. A guy took me to trapeze school and I'm terrified of heights. And I cried at the top of the platform <laughs> for 20 whole minutes. There's a video of it on the blog. Like, I'm just crying. And, and the, the instructor's like, Rita, you can, like, swing and fall into the net or you can climb back down the ladder. And neither of those options sounded acceptable to me at all. And I was like, I was like, he's like, Rita, you have to do something. So I eventually just swung and fell into the net. And the guy that I was on the date with ran over and said, you know what, Rita? Like, this was amazing. You felt fear. You did it anyway. Way to go. You know, and I just was like, wow, this is what it's like to be around somebody who's supportive of you instead of criticizing you for, you know, the fears that you have and what you won't do. So I learned all these lessons about what was important about myself and, um, and it was amazing. So a lot of people started contacting me saying, will you date coach me? And I was like, well, no, I'm a lawyer. And then a friend was like, no, really, you should quit the law 
and be a dating coach. And I was like, okay, you should call my mom and tell my mom that I'm going to quit the law to become a dating coach and, you know, tell me how that goes. And then and maybe we'll talk about it. But like I said, right, God, the universe gets what it wants when he wants it. And um, before I knew it, I was, you know, saying I quit and coming home wow. and saying I'm wow. a dating coach. But that's why my business had built so quickly was because I had already uh, unknowingly, right, it was accidentally built up credibility and authority and like an expert status and relationships with thousands and thousands of singles who knew me as a person, who liked me as a person, who trusted me, and they were along for the journey with me, right? So they already had a great deal of, of trust in me. They saw that like, wow, Rita could do this. Look at where she was. Look at where she went. Like, this is amazing. They were invested in it. They felt like they kind of co-created my life with me. And then boom, when I was date coaching, I mean, they were the reason I did it. They were asking before I was even a date coach to date coach them. And you know, now the journey has um, so powerfully evolved. But I have to ask you, just out of curiosity, when you're working with individuals and you're and now you work with entrepreneurs, what do you see that keeps so many of us from success that we envision? Like we all envision success, we want it. What is it when you're working with some of these people? What is it that kind of inhibits us? Oh, sure. It's the same thing that inhibits me, right? Like, and it doesn't go away. It pops up at every new level of success, every new thing we do, right? So, yeah, I was I was working with these date coaching clients, and I was touring and speaking, and, and I wanted to connect them to each other. And the one thing they all kept asking me was, how did you build your business? Like, how did you do it? How did you build your business? So I started kind of mentoring these women on that. And before too long, I built another community for women entrepreneurs called the Women's Business Garden. And that grew and that won an award. And then boom, I was business coaching. I really stepped back into business coaching. And I've been doing that, you know, for five years. I've been business coaching now only. And um, it's been wonderful. But it's the same thing with the entrepreneurs is with my date coaching clients. It's the same issue that keeps people from moving forward or reaching the results that they want. And it's us. Everybody wants it to be the strategy. What dating site should I be on? What social media platform should I post about my business on? Should I post eight times or three? Should I email or should they email? They want it to be the strategy, but it's something about the strategy that's not working. And so they can change the strategy and get the result. And I'm like, no, the strategy is easy. We can set a strategy in five minutes. Done. What the issue is, is you, like you're going to keep getting in your own way. You might start the strategy and then stop it. You might start taking steps and then freeze up. Or you might say you're going to do something and then you approach it in a completely different way. Or you get afraid or you start fearing failure or rejection or other people's opinions. And that's going to dictate how you show up. So it's us. We are the one thing that continuously gets in our way for success. It's not the strategy. Basically, any goal people have, it's pretty easy. Like, you want this thing. We all know what to do to get the things we want, or we know how to go find out the information. We know how to hire people or Google, right, to find out the information. But why aren't we doing it? It's us. I can't agree more. It's that inner voice, right? Sometimes we have to, what do they say, step out of the room and change the dance, and I think you bring that so to life. I just have one last question for you. What would you leave each of us with one of the most important skills that we can as individuals take away or would you suggest? Just, you know, it's you have to start somewhere. And everyone, especially women, what would be one thing that you would suggest that each of us today that maybe 
would help us when we say, you know what, I think I'm going to do this. I'm going to make that change. What would that be? Yeah, you know, the, they're, well, they're they're kind of related. It's It's the same thing, but kind of two pieces of the same pie. One is learn how to trust yourself, right, which means really tapping into all of your experiences, all of your skills, all of your education, life experience, professional, and really start trusting that you have things that bring value to the world. In fact, by breathing, you bring value to the world. So it's like really, but learn how to trust you, learn how to how to really know who you are, have that really strong sense of yourself. And I go into that uh, in all different ways about how people can do that. But if you do that, not only will you trust that the outcomes that you want, you can reach, but you will also trust that if you don't for some reason, you can navigate whatever the outcome is. So you can then focus on the action and say whatever the result is from this action, I'm able to navigate it. So it doesn't matter what happens. In fact, I love the affirmation. I say it all the time. I always get what I want or better because I always get what I want. And if I don't get it, then what I got was better, right? Like, so if the, if the world gives me something else, that's better. And so I always get what I want or better. So knowing that I can just focus on the action. I don't have to worry about the outcome, right? You're able to actually stay in motion and achieve your results, but that's mindset. So really the overall category that I used to think as an attorney, if you had said work on your mindset, I would have looked at you like you had eight heads. I would have said, I don't, <laughs> what? Like that's, no, yeah, that's crazy, yeah. right? But no, now it's, I spend like two hours every day, right? Working on abundance and faith and gratitude and trust and and knowledge that everything's going to work out in my favor. And I think that's the most important thing that you can do. Well, you have been such a gift with us today. And, you know, I think that each of us take away, if nothing else, I always uh, in my office, say, what are the top three? And for me, it's valuing our life experiences, trusting that we are valuable, and we can all navigate an outcome in yeah. a positive way. So, Rita, I cannot thank you enough for joining us today, and I wish you the best of luck, and thank you for sharing your spiritual gift with those around you. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. It was great. I loved chatting with you today. Thanks, and thank you each for tuning in today in our episode of Women's Wealth, The Middle Way. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or on podcast app, or follow us on SoundCloud, Podbean, and womensradio.com for each new episode every other Wednesday. See you in two weeks.